Awake in the Dream Radio with Laura Eisenhower and Dr. Dream. Raising your frequency and expanding your consciousness one guest at a time. Welcome to Awake in the Dream Radio. Today is Tuesday, February the 19th, 2013. I am your co-host, Dr. Dream, and the co-host that makes me sound good. <laughs> Laura Magdalene Eisenhower. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the show tonight. Sorry about that curveball on the introduction, Laura. <laughs> I was like, what? What did he just say? Um, it's been an odd day, yeah. hasn't it? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, and it's funny because, like, most days are kind of odd, and they just keep <laughs> coming. So That's like I said in the newsletter this week. Um, you know, it seems like the new flow is just this increased speed, and, and so it seems like the new um, uh, label for how it all is is just odd now. So that's not so bad. I can handle odd. Uh, yeah, I can handle odd. I've noticed um, it's very easy to miss things, and these small little details, if they're missed, can lead to disastrous results. And I found myself almost missing important details that could have absolutely um, created huge, huge disasters. And right out of the corner of my eye, I just caught them in the nick of time. And so I'm feeling like, whoo, like I can really relax now, and that's an awesome feeling. You know, it's an awesome feeling for me, too, because for the last week or so, you've been working, I don't know, 16, 18 hours a day on some of the most intense material ever, and um, except for the fact that we actually share a bed, I I have not had the time with you that I'm used to, so um, I'm glad that we're past this hurdle here in February. Yeah, and of course, one the end of one project begins a new one, but uh, hopefully... I will uh, start a little earlier so I don't have to um, work so hard, but it's been incredible. It's been, it's put me in such a deep, deep, um, you know, process, but see, just like every day is odd, I'm, I, I'm always kind of in deep processes. <laughs> I've, never known you to, I've never known you to be in anything but a deep process, but um, this is some great stuff. And what we're talking about that you have um, just absolutely put all of your attention and efforts into is this online class that um, you were doing through Exo University. And, um, you know, I know you're just coming off a, a major run here. So let me just say to everyone, the information that you've pulled together, the, um, the new cutting edge, connecting the dots, tying it all together, and perhaps most importantly, making it palatable, making it understandable for the rest of us, this is going to be absolutely incredible. So um, go to Exo University and um, check out what it takes to sign up. And, and uh, Lord, this is a, a, a year-long um, class. Yeah, by the end of it, there should uh, I'll, I'll have put out about 18 hours of work, maybe even more than that. It's um, a video a month, and it's about an hour and a half each video. So, yeah, it's really exciting. And then, you know, lots of events and just really, um, you know, getting this, this, this uh, 
out there. And as we're just, you know, all awakening and unifying, it's it's really, you know, incredible. I, I just can't even imagine what things were like 10 years ago. Um, I mean, everything has just gone full circle. I, I'm, I'm, it's surreal. And so I love the name of our show, Awaken the Dream, even though I'm really, really tired as I'm Awaken the Dream. Um, <laughs> it's just like, wow. I mean, the best thing that ever happened to me is, you know, obviously my children, you, and all of our friends that are here with us. And I just have so much gratitude for everyone and our unified field that we are, you know, amplifying and illuminating every day. Ah, uh, and I'm telling and you, you said some amazing. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I just, I'm absolutely <laughs> blown away by you this week, even though we haven't had a lot of time together. You've been dealing with some real intensities with your clients, and you've just been so available, you know, handling some of the heaviest stuff that can really come up, you know, when it comes to uh, working with individuals. And I've just been really blown away by your um, strength and your clarity and just your wisdom. And I just really honor you for how much you've just put into it and how much you've assisted, you know, so many people this week and you continue to. Oh, that's awesome. I I thought you were so busy. You didn't notice all that. No, I'm kidding. It's been, um, (laughs) it's, it's been a wild week and, and what I'm most enthused by, and I, I spoke to it in the newsletter a little bit this week is that, these situations that I'm being called into and they're situations that are just at their core. They are about conflict, um, lack of clear communication and about drama. And really they're about the human condition taken up to a level where it needs to be dealt with. And a week like I've had in this last week reminds me that, you know, one of my roles here is, is to hold space. And, um, it's, it's been wild and I love it. And I, I'm just so honored that, my clients are doing the the hardcore inner journey and interpersonal work that that they're doing, and um, it it helps me. That's awesome. But here's what I want to know: things are crazy, <laughs> things are odd. Okay, let's not go crazy. Maybe next week crazy. This week most definitely odd. Um, tell us what Laura, what what's up? Let's hit us with your astrology or embrace us with your install your astrology. <laughs> okay. Uh, this week, oh gosh, there are five planets in Pisces. On top of the fact that Sun, the Sun is moving into a conjunction with uh, Neptune, which rules Pisces. So we are really in the mystical waters, the multidimensional realms. Um, but all our stuff can come up, and we can face some of those things that want us to escape, or you know, jump towards an addiction, or a very fear-based way to view things, which can turn the you know dream into a nightmare i mean because you know pisces and neptune are very connected to the dreaming aspect of who we are and when we can get a grip on it we're great lucid dreamers and we have a lot more um conscious uh abilities with our frequency and where we journey so we've got that happening lots of pisces and we have a north node square venus that just puts a little bit of strain on you know our heart when it has to do with our missions and purpose and direction um, so <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not in a bad way because Venus is such a loving, loving planet. So anytime it shows up, it just means to just pay extra attention to, you know, the way one treats loved ones and themselves and, um, you know, that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, we've got some retrogrades coming. Saturn's going into retrograde, which means that, you know, some projects might take a little bit of time to uh, come up you know, uh, come to fruition. It might take till October, you know, for some projects that people have started. 
But that's just the way retrogrades can be, um, and Saturn's going to be in that for a while. And then we got Mercury retrograde coming, which is funny because it's when, when Mercury's not in retrograde and there's a lot of communication glitches, I'm like, okay, if this isn't Mercury retrograde and there's all these glitches, <laughs> I can't wait to see what that's going to look like. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's on its way. And, yeah, so everybody put your arm floaties on when you're in this Pisces water and just dream and dream and dream and just connect with the highest frequencies and whatever doesn't feel comfortable. Just give yourself the time and space to clear it, to move it out, to send it love and light. And, you know, this is an incredible time for us to shift and really manifest the things that we want. It's, it's a really fluid time. Reality is extremely fluid right now. And with all the Saturn aspects, it wants to anchor this into reality and really change, you know, everything. So it's important to not fall or slip into the lower octave of it, um, which, you know, would throw a person into a lot of turmoil. So, um, but if that shows up, like I said, just, just do your best to move out of it. And, um, you know, we are, we're not alone anymore. There's, we got these social networks. So um, look out for all those that are ready to embrace and love if you're having a hard time. Well, it is nice that we get um, so much support, um, you know, in the social media and everything, um, and I love that. I'm just so helps to get your um, astrology update and uh, the one in the newsletter, so thank you so much for that this evening. Oh, yeah, and the more, uh, to, to hear the whole report, um, yeah, we have a newsletter, and it's on our walls. Uh, I just gave a little bit of a summary, but there's, yeah, there's a lot going on for sure. Definitely, and let's just remind people to go to the link um, to our newsletter um, or go to any of our sites, um, CosmicGaiaSophia.com, TourOfLove.com, DrDream.com, HealthyFamilyNow.com, and um, put your email address in so you can get Laura's um, astrological update. Um, We try and get it out on Sunday nights with the holiday this week. It didn't get out till Monday, but um, we're still good with that. And so um, this is uh, just gives us, I feel like it gives us the edge going into knowing what's coming up. You know, it's, um, it's just gives me that little extra info to be prepared. Yeah. It really helps our nervous system just, you know, just kind of get it just, yeah, absolutely. Preparation. Um, rather than just that shock or why is this happening or what does this mean? It just it just kind of eases the flow and lets us just say, oh, well, my gosh, well, this aspect's happening. And even though it's an energetic and it's happening within us and it's happening around us, um, it, it just is just nice to know that there's something going on and it's not just our personal lives and our own weirdness. Uh, many people are sharing in the same energies. And when we can bring it to life, we can find, oh, my gosh, I'm going through the same thing, and everybody's all like, oh, my gosh, me too. And it's just so great to have that support. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Support of our friends and family means everything. Yeah, seriously. It's, it's a wonderful thing, and that's what it's about, absolutely about right now. And, I, oh, my gosh, I just have to say I am so, so excited about tonight's show. We just have an amazing guest. Well, I can just tell you it is such a distinct honor for me to introduce our our guest this evening. Our guest is Dolores Cannon. She is a pioneering hypnotherapist. She is the inventor of quantum healing, hypnosis therapy, and an author of many, many books. Um they literally, the, a, a name that has been attached to Dolores is Pioneering Grandmother of Hypnotherapy. And um, 
I could I could go through more about her history and this and that, but I think it's just most important um, to to just uh, you know have have her get started with us because the information and what she has learned in her years of hypnotherapy is absolutely life changing. And so, without any delay, I am so pleased to introduce to our listeners Dolores Cannon. Dolores, are you with us? Yes, I'm here. Excellent. We are so pleased to have you. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you so much for being here, Dolores. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. I just got back from a trip, and I'm getting ready to go on another one. I travel constantly all over the world. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, maybe we can start with you telling us a little bit about just your incredible journey and just really what you've been up to lately and what um, just the beginning of how you became a hypnotherapist and what was the inspiration and just sort of the beginnings of all this for you. Okay, because that goes back 45 years. I've been doing hypnosis <laughs> 45 years. Yeah. But when I began in the 1960s, nobody knew anything about There was no New Age. There was no metaphysics. Nobody knew anything about reincarnation, past lives, none of this. That's when I started out when none of this was being done or even known. The only thing we were using hypnosis for in those days was habits. Stop smoking, lose weight, relaxation. Uh, would never even have crossed anybody's mind to use it for this. So that was when I began. So they are calling me a pioneer because when I started, there was no books out to tell you what to do if this was ever to happen. The only book that had been printed was The Search for Bridie Murphy. And today, that wouldn't even be printed. It's too simple. But in those days, it created quite a sensation. And they did everything they could to knock it down and discredit it. Because what do you mean we could not have lived before? We could not have had past life. But that's where I began. And my um, step into reincarnation was totally by accident if anything ever is an accident. <laughs> but I was, uh, my husband was Navy, and he just returned from Vietnam, and we were stationed on a Navy base in Texas. And we were doing the hypnosis just to relax people and to, for the habits. And a doctor on the base called, he had a patient who had what he called nervous eating. And she had kidney problems, high blood pressure. She was very obese. And he just wanted us just to get her to relax. That's all he wanted us to do. He thought that would really help her. But while we were working with her, in the simple session, she suddenly went into a past life as a flapper in the Roaring Twenties in Chicago. And you th But, I mean, nobody ever had done anything like this before, <laughs> and it was a total shock. A lot of people said they would have just stopped right there. But my... The trademark in this all these years of work has been curiosity. I'm always curious. I want to know what's going on, what's happening next. So instead of being frightened, we stood with it. And we were that's the very beginning. We were able to take her through five different lifetimes back to when she was created by God. All of this is told in the very first book that I wrote called Five Lives Remembered. But uh, there was nothing in those days to tell you about any of this. So it, and the, the techniques they used in those days are very archaic, yet I know some people are still using them. 
long fun out inductions and the watch the shiny objects, all those kind of things. That's not done anymore. But that was where I began. And my curiosity led me down this road until I eventually, over the last ooh, 30 years or more, I've been able to perfect the technique I use now. And it's not like any other hypnosis technique out there. So that it's it's a much bigger, longer story, but we're just kind of touching the uh, the bits and pieces of it anyway. I I'm just um, so impressed. Um, my I had heard of you uh, prior to my first experience with you, Dolores, which was um, the premiere of Three Magic Words in um, Los Angeles, Michael Perlin's film, um, of which you are a part of, and. Um, I really loved seeing you in the film, and now I've done quite a bit more research um, and read a lot more. Um, I just want to dive right into to the heart, if you will, of all of this. Um, over the, okay. o- over we, the, go ahead. We just had the three three magic words premiere in London. That was on December the 21st because that was the day the world was going to end. Yeah. And we had it over there, and they said, you can stay home with your heads under the cover. We're going to have a party. <laughs> and it was the theater district. So, And Michael Perlin was there. So uh, we are helping promote the film all over the world. Oh, I think it's great, and it's a very powerful film. My my question, Dolores, I mean, 45 years of the hypnotherapy, really blazing a trail with this, and the information that you've been able to, to pull from all these experiences is is mind-blowing. We, we could do a month-long series of daily radio shows with you and not even scratch the surface, and I realize that. So... I want to just cut to the chase, and, and I'd like you to give us some stories of experiences in your field that have absolutely changed who you are and your view on the nature of reality. Hmm. There would be a there again. We could take hours to go over all of them. <laughs> and I have my own regular show, but it's been six years now, so we've been going over everything. There's a great deal. But, yeah, in the beginning, the first, the first one was the experiences we had at the Navy base in 68. But then after that, I had to wait to get back into it again. My husband was almost killed in the service, and we had to put out of the, out of the service. So we had to move to the hills of Arkansas and live a normal life. He was in a wheelchair for 25 years. And so I had to wait 10 years to get started on this because I was so fascinated by it. I knew that's what I wanted to do. But in the beginning, you know, I didn't charge anybody anything. They were coming to me from everywhere. I never advertised. They just showed up here in Arkansas. And so the first books I wrote to me were very impressive in, you know, setting out my path, I guess you would say. The first books I wrote were the ones about Jesus. And I got someone who was there at the time of Jesus when he was a student at Qumran with the Essenes. So we got so much tremendous information about the Essene community and the Dead Sea Scrolls and all of that. And those books are still in print, and they're in over 20 languages all over the world. To me, that was my 
starting point, I knew I had found a way to get to hidden information. Then I have the three books on Nostradamus, where it's the first time in history all of the 1,000 prophecies of Nostradamus have been correctly interpreted. Those books have also been in print for over 25 years. Those were some of the most fascinating ones I found. But then I did many other books in between, and then they called me in to be a UFO investigator in the 1980s because they didn't have anyone who had any experience in what they called the bizarre. They said, you've been working in bar for so long, we don't think this will frighten you. I said, no, it's just a piece of curiosity because I'm curious about everything. So I became a UFO investigator when all of that was beginning in the 80s, and I've worked 25 years at that, and I've been in the crop circles. I've done all of the investigations. I wrote four books dealing with the UFO phenomenon, and I speak at UFO lectures, all conferences all over the world. I can answer anything you want to know about that phenomenon. So that was all life-changing. But when I was working on the UFO material, yeah, at that time when I did that, I had direct contact with ETs who were giving me tremendous amounts of information. And uh, then it switched into something more complicated, more um, complicated uh, theories and concepts that nobody had ever heard of. So that's when I knew I'd have to veer away from that and start writing other types of books. That led into the Convoluted Universe series. There's now four books in that series. Each one gets more and more complicated and more and more information. When I published the first one in, oh, this was way back now, uh, I said, I don't know if anybody's going to be able to understand it. I said, I called them books that were for people who wanted their minds bent like pretzels. <laughs> and... People would uh, email back after the books began to come out, and they said, we may not understand it, but it makes us think. And they loved the challenge. And each book has gotten a little more complicated, more complicated concepts coming out, and it just keeps growing and growing. And I've got 17 books in print now, and I'm working on three more, and these are big books. They're all about six, 700 pages. So they're big books. <laughs> That's amazing. And uh, I'm working on three more books now. The information just keeps pouring out of my clients. So there's no way I'm ever going to run out of information anytime soon. But the big point in all of this, as it began to evolve and grow, is we went away from normal past life regressions. And then we found a way with the technique to have instant healing in one session of any disease, any illness, anything. And that's what I'm teaching now all over the world is how to do this, how to do the quantum healing. That's what we call it. And my students, I've trained thousands now, and they're having the same miracles that I am having. So that's my big point right now. We're still doing the past lives, still getting the complicated concepts, but to me the healing is so much more satisfying. Oh, of course, and I love it. And I imagine that the the past lives then, um, of course, plays into the healing process. Oh, yeah, that's the only way you can find out why the person has made themselves sick. 
because nobody should ever, ever be sick. You're supposed to be perfectly healthy at all times. You should never have any aches, pains, or anything. This is because the body is a miraculous machine that has been created to take care of itself and heal itself if we don't interfere. So if someone has an illness, they have created it. And I know a lot of my clients don't like it when I tell them that, but you make yourself sick. And if the mind is powerful enough to make yourself sick, it's also powerful enough to heal you and to find out why. Why did I create this? Why did I bring this illness or this disease into my life? And there's always a reason. And that's what we do with the hypnosis and the past life regressions. We find out what's the connection, what's going on in their life right now that goes back to these past lives. Because my clients can come in and tell me what's wrong with them, you know immediately what's happening in their life. Because the part of their body that's being affected is, is a message loud and clear, and it's always the same message. So that's why this is very teachable. We teach the uh, students how to recognize what the body is trying to tell the person. They're just not listening. So, Dolores, are you teaching online or are you only teaching in person? And how long is the, the program? Is it a weekend? Is it a week? Is it a year? Uh, well, when I've been teaching all over the world a five-day class. We began with the three-day class. This technique is very simple, very easy to learn, and it's very fast. And we were doing three-day classes, and then I'd say, okay, now so unconscious, you're going to turn them loose. But a lot of people are always afraid to take that first step. So then we began over a year ago doing five-day classes where one of those days is for all of them to practice on each other. And then they have to come back and share what they're finding. We're finding out this is creating much stronger practitioners because they have practice. There are no, no delays anymore. And I'm doing it all over the world in China. I did three classes this last year in China, and the first practice they did was already having miraculous healings. So I know even with translation, all these things are possible. But because of the traveling, I was hardly home at all last year at all. Mm -hmm. And we decided we needed to go online because uh, you know, I can't keep traveling to all these countries. They want me to come everywhere. <laughs> this year, 2013, is already packed full. So we decided to go online. And we did this about a week ago. Uh, we did a test. Um, we booked 10 people, that one of the first ones that were signed up, and said, we're just going to do a test to see if it's going to work, if there are any bugs in the system. And that's what we've been doing. So now they're telling me by this Friday we're going to go online to all the other hundreds of people out there that want to take this class online. So now it is set up that they can do it. That's excellent. Wow. I don't have to travel much. <laughs> wow. Okay. Maybe so, I stay home, but I doubt if I will stay home anyway. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, well, Mike, I'm curious about the sort of messages that you've gotten through uh, your clients regarding extraterrestrial entities and uh, what 
conclusions have you drawn based on your exposure to ETs and um, UFO exploration and stuff like that? I found the answer to any question you would want to ask. And believe me, it's all positive. In the 25 years of working with them, there has never been a negative experience at all. Because, see, I have found a way to work. I work at the deepest possible level of trance, called the somnambulistic level. The other investigators are afraid to work at that level. They keep the client in the emotional level, where there's a lot of emotion and crying and everything going on. They're not going to get the story because they have to weed through all that fear. But in my techniques, we have found a way to get the conscious mind out of the way. That's the mind that causes the problem. Get it out of the way and get to the real part, which I call the subconscious, but also it's the higher self. It's the greatest power in the world, in the universe. And that's where we get our answers. We go direct to that. We go direct to the source. So we get the conscious mind out of there, and you get to the real incident, what really happened, and the clients will say, well, if that's what happened, I can live with it. I've done clients who have had sessions with other investigators and had horrible experiences. I've done them, and we have found a totally different story because mm. the fear will color it. They have told me the ideal ex experience would be that the a person never remember anything about the encounter. They're not supposed to because they don't want to interfere, interfere with a person's life. But if the person is remembering, it's because of the chemistry of the brain. They said it's the pollutants in the air, it's the additives in the food, if the person is on any kind of drugs, either recreational or um, medicinal, or if they're on any kind of alcohol, this colors, the it affects the chemistry of the brain. And then what they are remembering is colored by that. And it creates a distorted version of what really happened. Because they said fear is the strongest emotion a human has. Don't understand something, you're going to be afraid of it. And that's the way the human is. But the majority of the time, when you get back to what really happened, and I know the reasons for all of it, when you get back to the cause, the reasons, it makes perfect sense, and it's a beautiful, wonderful experience. And I've never found anything negative when we go and find out what's really happening. Wow, that's incredible. I, I really love this. Now, I, I, I'd like to um, move into uh, getting some information about your latest book and um, what, what this is all about, The Three Waves of Volunteers in the New Earth. That's not my latest book, but okay. Oops, okay. <laughs> I missed that. I wrote, Sorry. I wrote two books in that year, and I was under a lot of pressure and a lot of deadlines. But the three waves of volunteers came out first in that year. I think it was 2011, yeah, because last year I said, I'm not writing anymore. I'm not going to be under those kind of deadlines for that year. The last book was Convoluted Universe, book four, which came out after the three waves. Mm, gotcha, okay. So that's 17 books, four in the Convoluted Universe series. 
The three waves of volunteers was very important because people are identifying with it all over the world. I'm lecturing on it everywhere, and I do thousands of radio shows, and I have my own radio show too. And the emails, we get thousands of emails every day, and they're saying, finally, it makes sense. Somebody understands. There's other people out there that feel the same way that I do. They know they're not alone because uh, many of them, they think they have to hide because nobody feels the way they do. But this all the, the um, theory of the three waves of volunteers came through over several years and it was hundreds and hundreds of clients, and it all had to be put together. That's why I consider myself the reporter, the investigator, the researcher of lost knowledge, because I have to take all of these pieces that come from all of these clients, and you put it together, and then you have a new theory, a new concept, and the three waves was one that happened over a long period of time. And it makes absolute sense when you get all the pieces together. Absolutely. Wow. Um, my curiosity has to do with, you know, some of the messages that you've gotten about this 2012 period and the shift that we're in right now. Now we're in 2013. Anything that you can shed light on for our audience? Any thoughts about where we're heading and what the most important things to just really tap into right now are? We're already there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that's what a lot of people don't understand. They're waiting for something big, dramatic, like Big Bang to happen. No, we're already there. We have been moving into this new earth since about 2003. It's a very gradual process. It has to do with the shifting of the vibrations and the frequency of the planet itself. It's because the planet itself is moving into another dimension. This is what's creating all of this. And that's what they mean by 2012. It was just a time when the energy would increase to the point that it would push it into the next dimension. And uh, it's much more complicated than that. But for us to go with it, we have to also change our vibration and frequency to match it. It's going to go, the earth is going into its next incarnation. This is where the law of um, the universe works. But it doesn't care if we go with it or not. We'd just be happy if we didn't go with it because we're like fleas on a dog. And they would just as soon, you know, we're an irritant to it that we would not go. But if we want to go, our vibration and frequency has to change. That's what's been happening since 2003. It cannot change all at once or it would destroy the human body. It has to be gradual. And it's been a gradual process since about 2003. And it is affecting the human body. And I can, I can tell you a lot of the physical symptoms that people are going through. That's why it can't be all at once. It has to be a gradual process. But there are some that will not go because they cannot change the vibration of frequency quick enough. They will stay with what we call the old earth. Some of them are so full of negativity that they really don't want to change anyway. My daughter talks with, sometimes on these lectures, and she says they want to stay with the drama. Right. That's the drama. 
of the old earth, you know, the wars, the uh, catastrophes. And if they want to stay there, that's their reality. So, Dolores, just um, to touch on that, what what does it look like then for the people that stay? What does it look like um, as far as the people that don't stay? Well, the ones who are staying are still caught up in all of this drama, all of the, the wars, the catastrophes, all of the negativity. They will stay with what they have created. But will it will it look to them like those that have left here have died, or I mean, does it do they do they know what's happening? No, they won't realize what's happening because they won't even care. But to the ones who are going on, and I'm hearing this everywhere I go, even in foreign countries, they're saying we feel it. There is something happening. It feels good. It feels better. And that's why it is a gradual feeling of things are getting better. Things are happening that are moving into this. And the ones that want to stay with the old part, that's perfectly okay. It could eventually get there, but they just won't go all at one time. But it is creating a a feeling of um, more balance. Their lives are getting more into order. But you asked if they would think they had died. We get this question a lot. Um, Have you noticed people in your own life have been moving out of your life? They don't necessarily have to die. They're just not there anymore. And I asked asked them about that, and they said that's one of the things that they mean. And I said, yeah, but you could always find that person. You could contact that person. But they said, yes, but you won't want to. That's how they're drifting out of your lives. And we've also noticed another strange phenomenon. People are coming back into your lives. People that you haven't seen in years or you haven't even heard of are suddenly coming back into your life. Everyone is shifting and moving to be in the right place at the right time. I love how that's working. Now, just share with the listeners that aren't familiar with um, what the three waves are. Um, that share share the qualities of the, the, the three different waves so people can kind of see maybe where they fit in. Okay, because believe me, I get this at all the conferences. They're all saying, I'm first wave, I'm second wave. And they pick up <laughs> right away. <laughs> oh, okay. If, if the first wave... It all started at the end of World War II uh, with the dropping of the atomic bomb, and that's a whole other story. But that's when the the first wave began coming in at that time. And there are volunteers who have come here to help uh, um, bring in the energy that will change the world. Because the ones on Earth are not able to do it. They're too caught up in negativity. So they had to bring in these uh, three waves of volunteers. The first ones began coming in about the end of the 40s. And, you know, that was about the time we had this big UFO flap. That's when everybody began seeing UFOs. And this first batch were what you call the baby boomer generation. So it would be, oh, 40s, 50s, maybe early 60s is how old they are. And... Um, those are the ones that came in first. But you've got to remember, any time you enter a human life, you don't remember why you're here. You don't know your plan. 
to make a plan that you hope to accomplish while you're in that life. This is all done on the spirit side before you ever enter the body. Mm-hmm. You make this plan. You also make the contracts with all the people that are in your life, husbands, uh, children, even friends that you will meet somewhere down the road, and the ones who play the villains, the bad guys. You make contracts with all of these people, the parts they're going to play in your life. So when you're coming in like that, come in, and then when you're born, you don't remember anything. This is part of the earth school. We come in, the blinders come down, we say the veil comes down, and you don't remember why you're here. And I ask them, wouldn't it be easier if we knew our plan, if we knew why we're here, our connection with other people? They said it wouldn't be a test if you knew the answers. Hmm. Earth is only planet in the universe where we forget when we come in. All of the others remember their mission. They remember why they're here. Well, this is the most difficult planet to live on. The Earth school is the most difficult in the whole universe. It is the densest, heaviest planet to be on. And we come to this planet to learn emotional limitations. It's a very difficult place to be. Well, the first, these people who are the volunteers have no memory of why they're here. They don't know because they don't remember their their plans. But the first wave, uh, one of the characteristics of them is they, they don't want to be here. They don't like it here. They don't understand the violence. Why do you have to keep hurting people? Why do we have to keep killing? Any kind of a strong emotion frightens them. Even the second wave fall into that category. Uh, hate, fear, even strong love, any kind of a strong emotion, does it frightens them because they've never experienced it before. And they're always saying, I want to go home. I don't know where home is. I just know it's not here. And I've had some people email me and say they can remember being a little kid telling their mommy, I want to go home. And they said, well, you are home. And they said, no, this is not home. (laughs) And the first wave, a lot of them tried to commit suicide to get out because they definitely did not want to be here. So these are some of the characteristics of the first wave. They had it harder than the other ones because they were the first ones. Mm -hmm. I asked I said, why did they have it harder than the second wave? They said, because somebody had to be the pioneer. Somebody had to be the trailblazer, the one to set the path so the others would follow. So the first wave are the ones that had it the hardest. Then came the second wave, and we think they're maybe 20s, 30s, over 40s, somewhere in there at that age group. Now, these didn't have it as hard, but when they came in, I called them antennas, generators, um, there's another word here, but it's the generators, their antennas, their job is to just spread this energy. They can go into a mall full of crowded people and their energy will affect anybody that they come into contact with. 
They don't have to do anything. It's this powerful energy that is needed. And they don't even know they're doing it. And a lot of my clients will say, I want to know why I'm here. What am I supposed to be doing? And they're told you're not supposed to do anything. You're just supposed to be. And a lot of them find a hard time you know, adjusting to that, but I want to do something. You are doing something by just being. Mm-hmm. There is, these people usually live alone. Uh, many of the first and second waves don't get married. They don't want to have children because this will create karma to tie them here. But they usually are loners. They work out of their homes. They don't mix with people. That's the paradox because they're supposed to be spreading energy to everyone, yet most of them say they don't like people. (laughs) So, (laughs) but that second wave had it easier. And I see all of these different ones. The third wave are the children. They're the new children. They're called the hope of the world. Uh, All of our DNA is being changed. And... um, The children, their DNA is already changed when they come in. They're already ready to go. Mm -hmm. They're highly advanced. That's why the teachers in the schools have problems with them because they don't understand this. (laughs) They are much more advanced. I've spoken at conferences uh, with the new children, and we're trying to educate the educators. They don't understand these these children. There's nothing wrong with them. They're just bored. And there was a, um, on the news this last year, uh, like today's show on those news, they had scientists that were discussing this, and they said they have found out that over 100 million children in the world have been misdiagnosed for this ADHD mm-hmm. and put on Ritalin, these different uh, medicines, because they said there is nothing wrong with these kids. And this is a scientist finally saying this. They said, we should have known that 20 years, how could something change so radically to have a whole bunch of kids that are something wrong with their minds? They said, we should have known this is not right. It's a misdiagnosis. And they're figuring out now the same thing that we came to the conclusions where these kids are just bored. They're highly advanced. They're already ahead of the teachers. They're ahead of the rest of the ones in the class. They don't need medication. They just need to have challenges. So these are the three ways with these different groups. Very interesting. Well, well thank you for uh, explaining all that. It's I I I uh, very curious. Um, I know that your belief systems have been shaken a lot throughout uh, the course of your career. Um, especially concerning what happens between life and death. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, what you've discovered and what really happens um, between life and death? Oh, we found the answer to everything there, too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have, as I said, we have found the answer to everything. And it's all so simple. It's all so beautiful. Between uh, death and life, is the story of what happens when you die and where you go and what it's like over there. And um, it really goes with what it feels like to die, what that experience is when you leave the body and you take a drink here. 
<clears throat> then where you go afterwards and what it's like on the other side. There's definite places you go to according to your development. It all has to do with your vibrations and your frequencies. You cannot go to a, a place that you're not vibrating with. And all of this information in between of death and life has come through hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people all saying the same thing. And I've always come to that conclusion. If people are saying the same thing and they don't know what I have already got, they don't know what anybody else is getting, there has to be validity in this. But they're all describing the same places they go to, the whole procedure after death, and the whole full cycle of coming back when you make your plans to come back to this world. It's always the same um, procedure. And there is no hell. I've never, ever found anything like that. And in my sessions, they've said it does not exist. There won't be. You will never find anything like that. Because I know the church invented it, and you can see why. To try to make people feel, well, if you don't do what we say, you know, you're going to go to hell. There is nothing like that. When you die... There is no one sitting up there on a throne going to judge you and throw you into hell. Uh, you judge yourself. And there's no harsher judge than you yourself. You look over the life you have just left. We call it a life review. When you look over the life you have just left, uh, you see, well, I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't. I should have done this instead. I hurt this person. How can I repay that? You decide yourself how you're going to work this out. You can't say, well, God did this and God did that to me. No, you're doing it to yourself. And during the sessions, it all comes out as to what kind of a lesson did they learn from experiencing that in this life. Once they figure it out, their lives are changed because nobody did it to them. They created the situation so they could learn from. But we have the whole procedure of where you go and what it's like to come back and you make agreements with other people that you're going to have uh, associations with. It's a very orderly procedure. I'm, I'm glad somebody up there is keeping track of the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> um. Dolores, so <clears throat> I am um, – you don't have children, do you, dear? Oh, certainly. I've got a huge family. Oh, then this is this is perfect. I didn't – I didn't – I missed that part in the bio. But so, so here's my question. Yes. When, when your children or grandchildren gather around you uh, – a, a lot of them work for me. I'm sorry? A lot of them work for me. Okay. Oh, fabulous. Awesome. So so I guess my question is what what are the most important lessons based on everything that you've experienced and all this information and and you know I just love how we bring up something and you're like I you say I've got the answers to all of that. Um what what are the most important lessons for you to to impart if a loved one showed up in front of you that was more of a clean slate or like an empty slate than obviously your family that works with you, wh what is it that you would share? It depends on what 
uh, topic you want to go at, but they have always said love is the only thing that's real, that love is the answer to everything. And, you know, that was Jesus' message, what he was trying to impart, and nobody understood it, and they killed him. But love is the biggest thing. If you have that, you will not hurt anyone. You will not incur any kind of karma. Fear is the worst. Fear is not real. Fear is an illusion. Fear is for entertainment purposes only. And that's what they've told me. <laughs> and when this is the only planet where we experience fear. That's what I mean. We're the bottom feeders. We're the very the densest, the heaviest way down there. But no, my kids know. Um some of my relatives don't understand what I'm doing, but that's fine. That's where they are. They, it's, it's their life. It's okay. But uh, most of my kids understand this because they've been helping for so long. But um, it's all up to them. Everybody has to live their own life. And all we try to teach them is that you never harm another human being. You do the best you can. But I've got a huge family. That's wonderful. I'm so, a great great grandmother. Oh You're my gosh. My <laughs> wow. <laughs> I love it. That's perfect. Oh wow. I've got eleven grandchildren. We just had our sixteenth great grandchild and I'm gonna have another great grandchild in another couple of months and we have two great great grandchildren. And I just tell them, You live your life as I'm living mine. They have to call and see if they can make an appointment to come and see me. <laughs> I, Dolores, you have to add all the family stuff to your bio. I, I just went back to look. I thought, oh, maybe. I mean, it does say that. Uh, well, no, no, no. It says, I just saw grandmother here. Oh, well, yeah, but it just doesn't have the numbers. It's impressive how how big of a family you have. And it's a huge relief. There's a lot of little ewes running around. My gosh. Oh, yeah. I call them my fertile turtles. <laughs> that's oh, that's great. incredible. Well, Dolores, but, you know, I mean, I'm not sitting home worrying about all that. You know, I just, do live your life. I'm living mine, and I'm having more and more things happen. So I'm, it's, my company is growing. I'm still doing the classes. Now we're doing the online classes. I still see clients. I have a weekly radio show. I'm lecturing all over the world. So, I'm too busy to stay, you know, sit down and stay home and worry about all the kids and everything. Right. <laughs> so I was wondering if you could, you know, shed some light on the concept of now. I just, I know that you have a really good perspective on it. And, you know, after the 21st, the, the solstice period, it really is about, you know, being as present in the now as possible. Can you shed some light on how people can kind of wean themselves off the concept of time and kind of let go of the past and really be present to embrace a higher and better future? Ah, you're very uh, abstract, aren't you? Yeah. It's very complex and abstract. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, well, no, as I said, you know, all these years of building up to December the 21st when the end of the world was supposed to occur, and of course it didn't happen. And now, they're, uh, in my last classes, they're saying, oh, yeah, but this and this and this is going to happen in 2013. I said, give it a rest. We just got through this other one, and now see, the fear is all, already accumulating. We're going to have all these things happen in this year. 
2014. Just stop it. Listen <laughs> to now. That's what they're always saying. Even the past lives don't are not important unless we're looking at the causes of different diseases. But the past lives, they said you don't want to go back into the past too much because then you'll be living in the past. You're supposed to live now and into the future. This is the most exciting time in history. So much is happening. This is the first time in the history of a universe that an entire planet is moving into another dimension. The first time in history. And all the ETs, all the other beings out there are watching this. It's the greatest show on Earth. They're all saying, are we going to be able to do this? Are we going to pull this off? Because it is so unusual. But people have to let go of the karma. They have to let go of the past and move forward. Otherwise, you're tied to the old earth. You're tied to that negativity because that's the way karma works. What goes around comes around. And if you're going to dwell on that, well, then you're not going to move forward. You have to... Uh, oh, see, I had lost a thought there. I had to... But you can't keep thinking of what's already been. Oh, I know what it is. Because it's one of the mess. They say if you want to go into this future that we're talking about, one of the main things you have to do is let go of the past. You've got to let go of karma. Because otherwise that ties you to it. I call it the baggage and the garbage that we carry through with us. Mm-hmm. And the way to do that is you have to forgive. You have to forgive all those people. So what if your your father and mother mistreated you? So what? It's done. It's over. Let it go. <laughs> so what if you had a horrible marriage? Let it go. That's what ties you to the past. It ties you to the earth. It makes you sick. Mm-hmm. You have you got to forgive these people and release them and let them go. And that's not easy. That's why in my work as a therapist, I have to really work with these people to let it go. Mm. Because they're always telling me, I can't. You don't know what they did to me. But that doesn't matter anymore. We're going to move forward. You've got to release it and let it go. Especially if you realize you created the situation so you would learn something from it. When I'm giving the lectures, I say, what did you learn from that situation? Everybody has bad things that happen in their life. Everybody does. But what did you learn from the situation? If you learned one little thing, that was the reason for you having it. But people say, I didn't learn anything. It was just a bad experience. Well, then guess what? (laughs) According to the law of karma, you've got to repeat it the next time. And it'll be worse, and it'll be with the same people, and it'll be even worse. So you've got to let it go now so you can move on into this new world. Where you, where karma will not exist in that new world. Oh, it's, I, it's, it's I, a big time we're living right now. <laughs> I, I love this, Dolores. Now, now let me ask you. Um, I understand, and, and I really own this, that the only thing that is real is love. Um, so the dark energies, the dark forces, the uh, aspects of energies that seem like they're against us or holding us back or, 
or any of that is that all illusion and as soon as we let go of it, it doesn't affect us, chemtrails and all the other things that, that are out there? Yes, it is an illusion. It's what, what do you want to focus on? You want to live in a world of fear, you can have it, but you create it. And that's what they are always saying. Look how powerful your minds are. If you want to create that kind of a life, if you want to create fear, why can't you use that energy to create the positive and the good? No, none of that stuff exists. Of course, you can always have conspiracy. You've got all this stuff. Is it the government's doing all these things? Yeah, that's what you want to live, but that's going to be your life. But why? Because anything with fear creating and that it, it's not real. It really isn't. And so, I've not found any dark forces in my work at all, and they have told me it does not exist. It's only in the person's mind that they create it and make it real and give it life. Otherwise, there are none of this is real. Dolores Cannon, I can barely contain myself right now. You have struck such a beautiful chord in my heart and soul. Just to hear you say these words is, I'm sure, enough for me for the rest of my life to keep me on the, the upswing of a positive perspective and, and to stay connected to love. And I'm just um, literally floating off my chair beside myself and so incredibly deeply honored um, that you've taken the time to do this. I know your schedule is absolutely um, absolutely crazy, um, and um, I, I know you don't have much more time here with us now, but um, I just uh, – I'm thrilled. I knew this – I knew this interview was going to be really wonderful, um, but uh, this feeling I have now is, is, is worth everything in the world to me. This is what I'm spreading all over the world. Everywhere I give lectures, we have packed an auditorium. And people are getting it. They're understanding it. One thing I like is the young people that are coming. We never had such a young audience before, and I think it's the Internet generation. And they're getting it. They're understanding it. Of course, they're probably part of the three waves, too. But it is reaching people, and it is changing lives. It's not me doing it. It's the information that's doing it to people. Right. Well, you you certainly are playing your role um, in a way that inspires and enlivens and just touches people in a really wonderful way. Um, and I felt that way ever since, as I say, I saw you in Three Magic Words. Um, I do want to ask, um, give us an idea of what you've got coming up. I know you've said before that um, they keep putting your books out in, in other languages, and then you, you, you've got to go to those countries and everything. So tell us about what's coming up. Tell us about the, the online. Is that, can they sign up anytime? your website? Whatever anyone needs to know to, to make their way to you. Okay, because the, the web, they said the live classes online should go I think the testing period is over, and they'll say it looks like it's going to go live on Friday. We've already got uh, hundreds of people that want to take it, but if they're interested, uh, the webs our website, see, my company is Ozark Mountain Publishing. It's another hat I wear. We also have over 50 authors. I'm publishing more and more books every year. Mm. 
Oh, but you call it the uh, website is Ozark Mountain, and it's abbreviated O Z A R K M P dot com. And if you're overseas, that's O Z A R K M P dot com. And this, you can get all the information you want, or you can call our office. We have lots of people there who are handling all these calls. It's 1-800-935-0045. That's for the classes. Now, in another week, uh, I think it's the 22nd, I'll be in Sacramento. Me and Dee Wallace, she's the movie star, we're doing a seminar on creating your own reality. But I believe it's totally sold out. That's what they told me this morning. <laughs> and. Then I, I'm speaking at the UFO conference in uh, Scottsdale. That is the one that used to be in Laughlin. You know, they bought it and moved it over to Scottsdale. I'll be speaking there, but I'm only going to be there for the day of my talk. I have to leave before the conference is over because I have to get to Istanbul. And in Istanbul, I'm going to be doing two days of solid talking about all of my work in Istanbul. We were supposed to go on to Dubai, but I said we've got to start cutting some of these these trips out because I've got too many. Uh, in April, we're having the UFO conference here in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. I've been a part of that. It's the oldest, longest-running UFO conference in the United States, 25 years. I helped with it all those years. And the, the man who started it, a dear friend of mine, died a year ago, so I've inherited that. So I'm putting that one on, and I'll be doing it from now on. It's here in Eureka Springs, Arkansas, and we have a tremendous lineup of very good UFO investigators. That's the April the 12th to the 15th here in, in Arkansas. And I've got all kinds of other talks and trips. But I also had another conference that I put on in July at in here in Arkansas. And in that one, I showcase my authors that I publish, because many of them you know, have never spoken before the public before. But I always have a, a big keynote speaker, and then I showcase all the new authors coming up, all metaphysical and spiritual information. That's in July. And all of this can be, you can find it out online, ozarkmt.com. We have our schedule of all the events that are happening. And I'll be all over the world. I'll be back in Europe. I'll be in South America, possibly South Africa. We're not sure about that. But I'm going back to China. I was in China three times last year. Wow. Um, I go to Russia a lot. But we'll be back in China and Taiwan, and they just asked me to come into Japan on that trip. Then we'll be in Australia. I do that every year. So, I mean, I have a very full schedule, and you can check it online. And if you're interested in any of these things, you can leave an email online, or you can call the office at the 800 number, 1-800-935-0045. You can also just He'll, me, he'll email me at DoloresCannon.com, too. So it, it's easy to get a hold of us, anyway. <laughs> oh, that's great. 
Wow, Dolores, I've heard so much about you, and I just, I'm just i so thrilled we got to have you on the show. It, it was so inspiring. I'm so glad your message is spreading out to the world. It is a profound message, and it's so liberating. And uh, I'm just so grateful you took the time to be with us. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, and thanks for asking me. Thank you, Dolores. Have a wonderful journey, and I look forward to hearing more about your trip. Oh, yeah, and there's even more in the works. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, my goodness. Such an incredible interview with Dolores Cannon. Um, I do have to tell you that um, we had planned a longer interview with Dolores, and um, that had been approved with her office and everything. But when we first got her on the line tonight, she explained that her travel schedule was such and everything was so crazy, um, would it be okay if she just pared it down to an hour? So um, by all means, make your way to her website, DoloresCannon.com, and find her YouTube videos and her information. Um, Such a treat to have her on. Uh, A couple of other things just to let you know about. March 30th and 31st in Irvine, California, uh, Laura and I are part of Cosmic Reunion 4th Density. Um, Peter Sterling, um, Barbara Lamb, Cynthia Crawford, Inelia Benz, who will be our guest in a couple of weeks, um, uh, Nora Harold, um, and others will be there. This is going to be a truly exceptional event. It's at the Temple of Light. Um, in Irvine, and it's an amazing, amazing venue, and it's small and intimate and um, really is going to be an incredible experience. Then in April, April 12, 13, and 14 in Santa Barbara, we'll be at the Lucidity Festival, and this one we're, we just want you all to show up to because the folks that do the Free Your Mind Two conference in Philadelphia on April 25 to the 27th are some of the most incredible people that we have an opportunity to work with, and they do things at just the highest level, and there's a very deep, wonderful connection for Laura and myself with the organizers, and we're going to be there, and it's going to be quite the event. So, um, and then June 14th, 15th, 16th in Ogden, Iowa, we'll be presenting at the Star Knowledge Gathering. And we, we would just love for all of you to join us at all of these or pick and choose what works best for you. But um, take a look now. There's always early pricing um, for some of the conferences and everything, and we want you to get the best deals um, so you can see us. And uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, we'll be posting our exciting guest tomorrow. And... Um, I think that's about it. Anything else, Laura? No, I'm just I'm just so blown away by the the whole everything of everything. So I just want <laughs> to say thanks everybody for being here tonight, and can't wait till next week. Some great guests ahead, and just have an awesome week. That's it. We love you. We are so appreciative of your support, and um, keep showing up, and we'll keep doing what we do. Good night, everyone.